Welcome to the eGovernance Academy podcast to discover the future of governance. Tune in for the Digital Government Podcast every Wednesday. Hello. Welcome to the regular eGovernance Academy podcast. The eGovernance Academy is celebrating its 20th year this year. And thereby, today, we are looking at cybersecurity, looking back over the last 20 years and looking forward. My name is Merla Maigra. I am the head of the cybersecurity program at eGovernance Academy, and I'm really glad to have with me my good colleague, Kadri Gaiska, from the cybersecurity team. Good morning, Merla. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Well, Kadri, let's uh, kick off the conversation. And, and I would first perhaps want to ask you, when looking back at uh, cybersecurity, how has this topic changed over the last 20 years? I've uh, liked the saying that uh, cybersecurity in its in its very core and essence is uh, is simply about uh, the security of interconnected devices. But if you look back at how the how our societies have evolved, how uh, business has has evolved, how governance has uh, has evolved, even people's personal relations have changed. Uh, di- digitalization has. Uh, penetrated and, uh, and sort of spread into every aspect of our lives. And that means also that uh, cybersecurity is not just uh, about the security of the devices, but it, it is about uh, sustaining what we uh, what we in the modern societies consider the normal uh, habitual way of life. Right. When looking back, perhaps, could you could you outline what was relevant in the field of cybersecurity back in 2003? Um, what was what was relevant in 2013 and and compared to today 2023 uh, what are the subjects the threats the concerns that that are in our minds i think we we both remember the the early days or uh, even even in the public administration in estonia and the and the sort of society's way of life uh, in uh, in 19 uh, in the late 19 uh, where, uh, or 1990s, where where uh, uh, computers were was something that aided your work, and uh, and cybersecurity was not even a term that was used. It was a, a perhaps a side task of the of the IT guy somewhere. So uh, cyber threats were uh, computer viruses were were mostly something that were mainly amusing, sometimes problematic. But uh, but not really uh, anything that uh, that made an, had a considerable effect on uh, on uh, business continuity or or a delivery of, uh, of services. Then in the uh, around the uh, early two thousand, uh, the cyber crime started to be more and more of an issue. Uh, and also recognized as something that is a public policy, a public uh, public order, public security uh, concern. So government started to pay more and more attention to it. Uh, the even in the in the legislative sphere, we we remember the how the uh, con- uh, Budapest Convention on Cybercrime was was negotiated and and adopted. And uh, and sometimes looking at ba- looking back at those uh, those provisions now, it, it sometimes feels almost amusing in its simplicity. Yet it has actually served us quite well. Then uh, moving a few years af- ahead, we in Estonia uh, 
we had our sort of early shock and wake up uh, call in the 2007, the the, uh, the cyber uh, attacks against Estonia that uh, that raised a lot of public attention here, but also also globally amongst our our friends and allies. So that. Uh, sort of for, for the first time really brought the issue of, uh, of cyber security and cyber threats uh, into uh, public consideration but also into political consideration as something that could be also a threat to national security. National uh, uh, sovereignty, the way uh, countries conduct their and, and arrange their internal matters. And then a year later uh, seeing uh, in, the, in Russia's uh, uh, war against uh, Georgia how uh, how cyber attacks were used as a as an amplifier of, of uh, kinetic uh, activities on the ground so the sort of first like uh, in that sense uh, uh, playing out uh, cyber attacks and and cyber, uh, cyber warfare if you will as part of uh, a, a military conflict and then like rolling on, uh, you know, like gaining speed. Uh, I think for much of the world, and, and definitely in uh, in Europe as well, the 2017 uh, WannaCry and NotBetia ransomware pseudo ransomware uh, campaigns brought to the public attention the the fact that cyber attacks, the manipulating uh, uh, infrastructure and digital devices, can actually have an impact on uh, on the critical uh, infrastructure, on uh, the provision of essential services to the population, from healthcare, which was uh, in uh, in some countries, the UK, for example, was massively uh, and and very seriously uh, hit, to industry, many production uh, like, uh, production uh, units, industries were uh, received heavy blows and and uh, had to really undergo a, a crisis to rebuild and, and reorient themselves. Then the uh, 2016, uh, the, the first sort of eye-opener perhaps in, in that regard was uh, the uh, uh, Russia's manipulation of, uh, of the public opinion uh, before the US presidential elections through uh, gaining access via, via a cyber attack or uh, uh, to uh, the candidates' emails and then spinning and circulating that in uh, to sort of distort public opinion. So it's sort of gone in rail- layers, so the the same playbook, but the the same examples and the same patterns. So uh, more severe, uh, more sophisticated uh, targeting of critical infrastructure, uh, consciously targeting uh, democratic processes in uh, in various countries uh, sort of in a, in a strategic contest and uh, and this sort of societal and hence also, also the political awareness that uh, that cybersecurity is something that uh, that countries have to keep in their sort of addressing their in their national uh, uh, security agendas and and in in their sort of the way they define how they how they do and govern the modern society that's right. I very much agree. And in, in some ways, I think the way that cybersecurity has been part of the conflict since early on, since 2008, uh, during Russia's attack against Georgia, and and the way it is now today clear how cybersecurity is part of a military conflict in the war in Ukraine is a sad 
proof of of the involvement of of this field in the military but uh, but I very much agree with you that it we shouldn't too much focus on the military only because cybersecurity is part of our everyday life and it's even more important to make sure that we are secure in the uh, civilian sector if you think of um, countries building defense cybersecurity and building resilience um how, to what extent do you think that the national cybersecurity as a field or topic um how has it evolved over the uh, over the 20 years i would say that 20 years ago perhaps it didn't exist as a as a field as an agenda point in the national security um portfolio um and you very well outlined these crisis moments that have served as a wake up call for the political leadership when looking at countries and regions where do you think are the foremost places where cybersecurity is taking taking is 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 being taken as part of the security portfolio these days is it is it cross the board is it now a given everywhere or are there still regions where it is overlooked you uh, you very correctly pointed back to the where the where the uh, the, the strategic attention to uh, to cybersecurity started to arise and the and what were the what were the triggers for that uh, i recall the fir- among the first countries that actually uh, recognized cybersecurity as a dimension in their in their national security strategies uh, were were the us had done it uh, somewhat earlier the france I, i think was a largely a door or door opener in in europe and that was 2008 and uh, estonia was among the estonia first estonia was am- among the first ones to adopt a national cybersecurity strategy and uh, and there were only a handful of countries at at that time we we had our little prideful moments of whether we actually were the first or or not but uh, but that sort of started uh, but that 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 uh, initiative fell on a very fertile ground clearly because within a few years this uh, this was be- becoming a, a mainstream uh, activity in, in more and more countries primarily of course those that uh, that recognized their digital dependency that had values that uh, that were sort of valid and uh, and necessary to uh, to protect and uphold Right. First, you have some digital services, or mm. or you need to have something worthwhile protecting, or or uh, yeah, securing, or at least you need to um, recognize that your data is valuable to you. Mm. And that's a very good point, actually. The not the recognition that what what is my data and what are my services necessarily valuable for the for the potential adversary, but recognizing that these are valuable for us uh, as as a country, as a government. Hence, we need to do. Uh, need to be uh, strategic about uh, how we protect them what are our principles what are our values and, uh, and with whom we uh, we need to work together in order to uh, to assure uh, these values when looking at cybersecurity as a national sort of like uh, security uh, agenda point um, as in the e governance academy our uh, partners very often are countries um, as a whole governments what would you outline as the main building blocks of cybersecurity from the national uh, national cybersecurity point of view and where do you see the main challenges uh, when countries build their uh, cybersecurity transformation and capacity the the 
kind of building blocks the the very fundamental starting point for uh, for any country embarking on the, on this uh, this journey of course is mapping the how how is the governance uh, arranged because it's uh, cybersecurity is, is as digitalization is such a horizontal topic it it cuts across everybody's agenda just uh, to some extent so uh, and nobody's operating in an isolated island so uh, so the definition of uh, how do we divide the roles how do we coordinate our activities amongst each other so that uh, uh, the sort of incident uh, cyber incident preparedness and uh, and response uh, activities of a country are are aligned with and not like counter uh, or do not are not counterproductive towards the activities and the objectives of the law enforcement and that the nation, uh, national cybersecurity and national defense do not duplicate each other that uh, uh, that there is a uh, that the overall like essential services resilience uh, is uh, arranged in a in a manner that uh, that is sort of effective for the for the uh, public sector side to uh, to support and sustain yet does not place an a too broad a board, uh, burden and uh, too much need of a sort of um calming uh, calming down or or reassuring uh, various public sector authorities so that's sort of the the governance uh, is a, is a starting point for and a, and a fundamental uh, block for a, for any uh, cybersecurity strategy and then of course there are certain elements that uh, that are the sort of a golden standard that you you see repeating from uh, from one uh, one national uh, strategic approach to another you, you, there is always an attention to uh, to the uh, security or resilience of uh, of critical infrastructure whatever way you want to name it there is always uh, uh, the uh, the question of uh, and attention to uh, how do we build up our uh, our capacity to uh, to prepare for uh, detect respond to and recover from uh, from cyber incidents uh, there is uh, uh, nearly always a, a block on addressing cyber crime and then uh, nations uh, vary in, uh, in their sort of priorities. Some place more attention to uh, to cyber defense in the, in the sense of um, uh, military uh, defense. Some place more attention to uh, to uh, industry issues uh, or sort of this uh, strategic uh, or or sort of technological sovereignty and and having a having a solid uh, home base. Uh, uh, cyber industry base uh, so these sort of vertical or semi-vertical component components can uh, can vary a bit but the set is fairly uh, fairly common and then uh, and then come the cross-cutting uh, subjects again uh, how do we raise awareness uh, how do we build uh, skills so that we have adequate workforce professional workforce for all of those uh, pillars or, or areas, but so that also not just the IT and, and security professionals understand what they are doing, but the, but the regular sort of uh, uh, business uh, employee or government employee or a man- government manager or, or even the, uh, the top level manager, uh, management in the organization understand how uh, cybersecurity enables and constraints uh, their their activities. Right. Well, I think you very well painted the overall sort of uh, picture of, of the main blocks and and uh, key areas that need really attention. 
Could you outline the main sort of lessons learned throughout the past 20 years or, or, or even illustrate with good examples of any countries or, or best practices where you think um, there are particularly successful Uh, successful uh, m- moments of of uh, achieving good cybersecurity in throughout these building blocks that you outlined um i th- the lessons have been uh, uh, i mean largely what you would expect from any implementation of, a, of any strategy that uh, creating a plan is absolutely essential but the the plans and uh, and their ability to survive con- contact with reality may be two different things so uh, plans are are in in that regard I, I like the saying that plans are nothing but planning is everything so uh, it is uh, it is quite easy to uh, to rally all the partners together and and develop a national cybersecurity strategy but it uh, requires a lot of dedicated uh, mundane work uh, resources but also uh, commitment year in and year out to actually implement and uh, implement the, what what was agreed upon and uh, and keep the uh, keep the spirit of uh, of collaboration and coordination throughout that because when uh, when everybody's uh, all of those individual stakeholders and and those sectors have plenty on their plates in that particular sector and it's easy to get lost into uh, these are my the priorities of my area uh, these are the constraints of my area so i change my plans uh, without uh, reflecting back on how how that actually affects the uh, the activities and the delivery of uh, of the others so that has been kind of one of the most uh, uh, most uh, like pervasive and persistent challenges uh, is this uh, commitment to collaboration and uh, and coordination and thus uh, thereby am i right in in thinking that it's useful to have one key coordinator uh, coordination is always easier when you have a national competent authority who who sort of like acts as as someone who helps uh, to build this collaboration and and acts as the central coordinator although of course there are countries that have taken a more sort of horizontal approach uh, to it and do it very successfully finland for example comes to mind but usually i think um, in less disciplined countries mm-hmm. this uh, sort of uh, a more central coordinator is is, is useful um Where, uh, I I also uh, have I mean you have written Gadri uh, previously about one of the fundamental shifts that has taken place over the last 20 years which is moving away from uh, trying to shield against everything and going towards more towards resilience which uh, to me very strongly resonates and ultimately underlines the importance of basically working on two tracks in cybersecurity one is building the firewalls and working on preventive measures which is still a good and useful track but uh, it shouldn't be the only track because the other track of assuming that uh, breach has happened and uh, building resilience um, after being breached is as important would you agree uh, i do agree and i i i, uh, I believe that 
that uh, that mental shift and also the shift in uh, in practice has to do with a uh, with a uh, cybersecurity moving up from a from a technical uh, subject that is the responsibility of some of someone else into some uh, something that is in the on the managerial agenda because it uh, at that level uh, there uh, there has to be uh, the understanding of uh, of what is the value that cybersecurity delivers and what are the what are my overall business uh, business in the broad sense uh, business objectives so uh, the cost of ensuring cybersecurity and the the resources dedicated to that of course cannot outweigh the the overall value delivered to the society or to the to the customers so there has to be this very very clear and conscious uh i wouldn't say balancing but rather um, uh, a sort of a, a mitigation or a, or a, uh, or a sort of consolidation uh uh, thinking in there. Yes, I agree. Someone uh, well put it some uh, put it a while ago that we should look at cybersecurity as a garden rather than a place that uh, that sucks mm. all your money away. But mm. but uh, look at it as as watering your garden where you uh, make the investments and then you mm. you get uh, good fruits out of it. Um, we have spent a fair time of looking back. Let's try to look forward a little bit. Um, what do you see as? Uh, uh, as as areas for focus for the next ten years, perhaps for countries as they prepare for the cybersecurity. Hey, I would continue from that uh, from that same vein. Actually, uh, treating uh, cyber or, or this risk based uh, approach of uh, of assuming that things uh, that they're they're. There, it is not a question about whether uh, there will be a breach or whether we are able to uh, to pre- prevent it. We will all go through a, a, an incident or a breach at some point. So, uh, so we have to prepare to, uh, for uh, what uh, what we do when that uh, when that happens. We have to have our. Uh, we obviously have to invest in prevention, but we also have to be able to quickly detect. Uh, uh, have the mitigation and and uh, response plan in place of uh, of uh, how do we quickly uh, restore our our services and functions? How do we uh, minimize uh, damage to uh, not only our own uh, assets but also uh, how do we collaborate with uh, with uh, those that are dependent on uh, on us? Uh, so is. Uh, uh, or investing into uh, into incident and crisis response plans, exercising those plans, and uh, and also investing into uh, into good relationships, uh, clear communication channels, but also relationships of, of trust with our our partners. So sort of this uh, uh, this uh, this approach and mindset that uh, that we consider uh, a. A breach or an incident as a failure, and then we start looking for for whom to blame. Instead, we we look at it as something that is uh, sort of ingrained in the system that we have to uh, uh, minimize the effects of and move on. Right, and like in medicine, for example. Exactly, I mean, a like a living organism. Yes, mm. doctors are not to blame if you if mm. you get a flu, uh, mm. you have to live with it. Uh, it's useful to prevent, mm. wash hands, and apply some basic hygiene. Mm. Um, uh, useful to have cyber hygiene as well but also when you get ill 
uh, you have to stay resilient and mm. get over it. And it's a very good parallel in the sense also that you you see in uh, in that how how like treating a living living organism, uh, investing into into a good uh, into your good health, in the good health of an organization, in uh, in good regular practices of uh, of keeping that health. And uh, and knowing your and having your good contacts with your <laughs> with your family doctor or, or with your with your primary care provider uh, actually ha- makes a difference in uh, how often you f- uh, fall ill and how quickly are you able to get back on your feet again. Right. In uh, trying to wrap things up, I'd like to bring in the very last topic that is the balance between uh, looking at cybersecurity. And we always like to measure things. So there are a lot of various indexes measuring cybersecurity. We have our own National Cybersecurity Index at the eGovernance Academy, but this is not the only one. There are the Global Cybersecurity Index and so on. So that is important. But I uh, I would like to hear really underline that this is not the only pillar that is important, but this really needs when uh, to be balanced with uh, with uh, protecting basic rights and freedoms in internet. So internet freedom is very important. Also, um, would what how how what are, what are your thoughts on this? And and would you agree that when countries are looking forward, there should be a more conscious focus on trying to balance this protection of cyber uh, cybersecurity with with freedoms uh, internet freedoms i uh, i don't really uh, even consider this as a as a matter of balancing in fact uh, cybersecurity is not an end in itself it is an uh, it is a means to an end and uh, and the uh, uh, the fundamental objectives of a uh, of any uh, state and society is to uh, is to ensure uh, and promote the the rights and freedoms of their citizens create an an economic uh, space and an environment where where businesses can uh, can flourish and where the society in in general can uh, can flourish and if uh, if that uh, the mindset is uh, is what guides uh, the cybersecurity activities that it primarily is an is an enabler rather than uh, than something that puts a constraint on uh, on uh, what rights and freedoms people can have then uh, then with uh, with that mindset uh, they don't need to be conflicting uh, right yeah, and estonia is a good example that you can be good in both but i think it's something that uh, that needs to be underlined um, because uh, it's not obvious for many countries mm-hmm. and there is a there is very often an attempt to see it as a zero-sum uh, game don't you don't you agree and and that is why 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 it is important to uh, to uh, have a set of of, like, of principles that guide and uh, your your national cybersecurity activities uh, recall and and you know, have it as an uh, as an uh, national level and, and a governmental uh, objective that uh, that it is uh, fundamentally about uh, assuring uh, rights and liberties to people the cybersecurity and digitalization is an is an enabler for for transparent and accountable uh, governance uh, it is an uh, it is an instrument for for uh, developing an uh, a conducive business environment that uh, and economic environment that uh, that gives uh, and makes space for for more more freedom for more people and more uh, more 
economic and social benefit for uh, for more people and uh, and the, and all the measures and and the individual cybersecurity objectives that any any strategy or any any legal act or even any institution sets have to always be accountable to those uh, those fundamental principles very much agree with that thank you kadri for the good thoughts turn in for the next digital government podcast this podcast is brought to you by e governance academy tune in on next wednesday